Oh, you don't know about straight edge. Okay. No, it's straight edge. All right. Settle in for a story. Um, all right. So let me oh, tell you straight straight edge. Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So have you heard of Edgeware? Uh, I've heard the name. Okay. So Edgeware is, it's a, you know, Polkadot associated project. Uh, what they're doing is they are, what's interesting about it is their distribution. They're doing something called a lock drop oh, uh, on Ethereum. Uh, interesting. Sorry, keep going. And and so what that means is you take your Ether, you lock it in a contract for either three months, six months, or 12 months. And based on that, you get uh, edge tokens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the idea is kind of like an airdrop, but you have to make some positive... You have to make some action to get it. And, you know, by the locking, it's forcing an opportunity cost on you. And so that's kind of, that's kind of how they suppose it gets value or something. I don't know how, that, how much sense that actually makes or not. But, um, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, I know. Um, but then they also did this thing where, oh, if you don't want to lock it, you can also signal, which means you sign a message uh, and don't sense. actually lock your token. Um, mm -hmm. But you, if you signal instead of locking, you only get a 20% bonus. Um, That's compared to locking is that 100% bonus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now here's the here's the, here's the, here's the catch. Are you ready for this? The deployer of a contract is allowed to signal on behalf of all of the ETH that's in a contract. Why? Well. Oh, parody. Yeah. Oh, nice parody. Good job, parody. <laughs> Gavin Woods so, getting that cash. Can't stop him. So exactly. So you know, on Jeez, um, it's fucking. Good. It's like it's so transparent. It's almost unbelievable. It's so. Right? It's like not. It's like not even like you can't even pretend that it's for any other reason than parody gets money. No, exactly. It makes no sense. And just imagine, like, imagine the craziness. Like, you, you know. Whoever deployed the wrapped ether contract, which has like millions of ETH in it, is allowed to stick free money. Free money. Oh, oh, and uh just to troll, uh Nick Johnson, he uh signaled on behalf of the Dow recovery contract. Actually? Yeah. And then he That's released dope. the private key for it. Seriously. Yeah. He just like tweeted out the private key for it. That is fucking dope. I oh my god, I love Nick Johnson. That's such a good troll. That's such a good yeah, troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, so, oh, but now you're ready for the, the, the second kicker? Yeah. The, two days before the uh, um, launch. Oh, the lock, okay, start of the lock drop. Yeah, yeah. They announced something called the generalized lock policy, which means you don't have to use their lock contract. If you signal on behalf of a contract that acts like a lock, it actually counts as a full lock. And so those stuck parity funds, well, that looks like a lock to me. So it gets the full 100% of the distribution, not just 20%. Do they manually evaluate that? Yes. That's horrifying. That is right? horrifying. That is absolutely horrifying. <laughs> exactly. So... Jesus. Enter, enter straight edge. Yeah. Removing the ability to uh, signal on behalf of a contract as a deployer. And this is going to be a zero-day fork. It's going to be the first 
uh, fork like that happens at the same time as the original chain. Great. We're both launching on September 15th at the exact same time. Wait, so you're uh, you're part of this? I yeah, I created it. Do you and have now there's an entire. Uh, I mean, it's the same as the Edgeware implementation. It's the same stuff, just a different Genesis file yeah. with different dist initial distribution. And there's an entire team behind it now. So I, you know, I posted a website, and oh, it went really viral. Oh, okay, you sent you sent me this. I think I think you yeah. sent me this website. And now really there's it, like wow, this is yeah. And then a bunch of people in the Edgeware community started reaching out to me, like they're like, oh my god, I want to like be part of this and help. And like you know, the original idea of the lock drop sounded important, sounded cool to me. But then I got really like sketched out by the entire like the sketchiness of the of the uh, generalized lock and everything. And so they're like, all right, we want to be what we want to help. And so there was a launch. team and movement behind this September 15th. Well, do you think there's a chance that you I mean, I will say that I am very supportive of not having the generalized mm -hmm. lock and not having contract yeah. employers being able to signal that shit. Yep. Do you remember my do you remember this idea I had called the Byzantine battalion? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is benevolent it. Byzantine behavior. Yes, this is, you know, I, I always wanted to create this, but you know, I was busy with Cosmos launch, but you know, time is ripe. And this was the opportunity. I think that, you know, because the, 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 just the need here is so clear. The, so, so, okay, so the, now well, let's hold up. Let's, let's justify yeah. ourselves. Let's justify ourselves, yes. right? So the question here is you have to, so there's mm -hmm. this proof obligation I think you have where you have to actually prove that what you're doing is good, right? And so mm -hmm. let's, Let's complete the argument because it seems obvious to me, but let's just finish it off and make sure we agree. Okay. So mm -hmm. the reason that this, okay, so it's, here's, here's the point. The reason that this Edgeware stuff is, is bad as is, is because mm -hmm. it essentially gives a ton of people money in an unfair way, right? Mm -hmm. Like the distribution is going to be very unfair. And it seems like the reason the distribution is going to be very unfair is because these people are just in Parity's pocket and they're essentially pandering to Parity. If, do they have a di direct connection with Parity? Um, no. Ryan Zurer is one of their advisors. Yeah, uh, so there we go. They, I mean, they, have, they work very closely with the Parity team. The, the, I mean, that's the, close the team enough, is called yeah. Commonwealth. The, the, the name of the company is called Commonwealth. I mean, they're they're great guys. Like, I, you know, I, I I really like them. We're actually working with them on some stuff in, with Cosmos. Um, you know, and what did they, what did they say about your fork? Um, you know, they are relatively supportive in that you know they want it to be an experiment. Um, I've been calling it an experiment. You know, we originally had some verbiage in there that they didn't like. So the tagline on the website used to say an ethical fork of edgeware, and they were not pleased about that because they were like, "Oh, that implies okay. that we are unethical." Uh, yeah. Um, I would I would say it seems a little unethical to me. Yeah, but you know, so to fix that, you know, we 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 toned down some of the verbiage there. Fuck that. Uh, we're call we're calling this an experiment. So here's the thing: Edgeware pitches themselves as a governance platform. What that means, I'm not qu quite sure. But you know, we'll talk about that. What the use case of all this stuff is later. But I, you know, what I'm positioning is this is the real governance experiment. Blockchains are about governance. And you know, Edgeware is the control and straight edge is the experiment. And we're testing this off-chain ex governance experiment. Yeah, but I think because of the shelling point 
like mm-hmm. nature of these things, it's calling it an experiment ruins the experiment. Like the experiment is the fact that you like if you were to fully commit to this, that would be mm-hmm. the experiment in my mind. This is some Actually, shadow yeah. version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a balancing act that used to be and it's hard. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. So, no, I mean, sorry. I mean, I, point I, okay, so the the benevolence of this. Yeah. What? Yeah. So why why is this benevolent essentially? You know, and you know, I think it's benevolent because they're essentially what happened. What happened here was people in the design of this system. There were illogical design decisions that were created that um, make very little sense. Like if you understand anything about smart contracts, the idea that a deployer is somehow the owner of a smart contract makes no sense. And this design decision was done in order to benefit a set of very powerful entities that are closely have relationships with each other. So real quick, I know you're not going to use the verbiage of illogical. I am just going to flat out say unethical. I think that's unbelievable and absolutely reprehensible and i think it's awesome that you made this fork and i think it's so this is a in my mind a perfect use case for the byzantine battalion because it's so unbelievably defensible moreover i think anyone who ever talks about contract deployers should immediately be ostracized as either fools or in the pocket of gavin wood because my god there's only one reason you would ever talk about that as a relevant thing and it's to give parody money I mean, the Web3 people made this, like, argument. They were, like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, people who deployed a contract with a lot of ETH in it are probably really good developers. And so, you know, we should be reward. You know, we want to get more good developers on Edgeware. (laughs) Yeah, but there's, like, this, there's this, there's this, like, treatment. Okay, so because the same mechanism is servicing both these developers that they're talking about and the average user... What it ends up doing is completely disadvantaging the average user. Like, mm-hmm. flat and simple, we can say Edgeware is not built for people who hold cryptocurrency. It's not. That's not what it's made for. It's built for, mm-hmm. realistically, Gavin Wood and its cronies. If you want to make this argument, it's built for the developers of these six you know, successful DeFi protocols, right? It's Maker, whatever the hell. If those people are going to have all the money, right? That's who it's built for. And mm-hmm. fine, but marketing it then as an experiment in governance for crypto users, whatever, is total bullshit in my mind. Like, maybe yep. you can make this argument if it was just a mechanism that serviced developers, but it's not. It's a mechanism that services everybody and tr- clearly treats one group much worse than it treats the others. Right. And so, you know, that's where Trader Team... And, and, and so I, I think what's... Here's my... So I guess a little bit of what my inspiration for this is... You know, yeah. I've been following along with the Edgeware project for a while because, you know, I like I said, I know the team, uh, and you know, just do I know uh, any of them? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Oh yeah, actually, you do. You do know them, um, D- uh, Dylan Chen and Drew Stone. Are you fucking kidding me? No, it's <laughs> it's Drew Stone. Yeah. Wait, are they like leads in any sense? No, they're, yeah, they're the founders. So, so, so we just didn't talk. So we, so I recorded a Contraratus episode with Drew two weeks ago, um, or a couple weeks ago. It was at ZCon. That's where we came up with the idea. Drew and I came up with this idea. We were talking about it. He was explaining 
basically I knew about this like weird signaling part, but then he explained to me the generalized lock stuff, and I'm like, okay, time, time for a fork. We're forking, boys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a message. I'm gonna message his ass right now. Yeah, and so he said he knew you, and he actually knew your dad as well. He said, dude, me and Juice Stone was the first person I ever met at college who was into blockchain. Like oh, straight cool. up the first person. Yeah. He like, yeah. I, I like the first time I met him, he was like writing a solidity smart contract. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> like, how's it going? yeah, Help I me. think he's like the CTO, I think of Commonwealth. Wow. That's really interesting. Smart guy. Do you know um, Dylan? Yeah, I know Dylan. Uh, Dylan and I met once. He also went to Penn. He's a Penn alum also. Yep. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Um, so, I mean, the way Drew told me it, he seemed to make it seem that like these orders came from above, whatever that means, and that he recognizes that they're not a good idea. Is it is it strange if I message them both in a group chat on Facebook and say, boys, what's up with this generalized locking mechanism? <laughs> um, you do you, man. <laughs> Yep, boys, what's up with this generalized locking mechanism set? Okay, but yeah, so, you know, that's the story. Um, what I care about from this, right, is I think that this is like this opportunity like fell on my, so essentially, I you know, the point of the Byzantine Battalion was to show, you know, benevolent Byzantine behavior. And I want to show the world that hard for, I think that, you know, I, I love blockchain because of governance. And I think that, Hard forks are the most interesting piece of governance that like blockchains have given us. And, but I think because of all thus far, all of the hard forks, uh, all of the community led hard forks have been unsuccessful. So Bitcoin cash, Ethereum classic, um, you know, Z Z classic, um, basically, you know, Ethereum was the one successful hard fork because it was, you know, it was controlled by, you know, it's just largely directed by the Ethereum Foundation. You know, we, I don't want to get into that argument right now, but, you know. Um, so given that, I want to show the world that, look, a community hard fork can be successful. And this was just the perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, like, that. It's, such, it's such defensible behavior. It's such a defensible fork that I think it's, a, I totally agree with you. I think it's like totally the optimal starting place. Yeah, I think I think the combination of such a defensible fork and this novel idea of a zero day fork, I think these two things together just I, I think it, it puts it in such a position for success. No, yeah, I totally agree. Oh my god, I'm gonna support it. Can I tweet support for it? Yes, please do. Do you wanna be part of the straight edge team? Do you wanna help out? Uh I mean what does that even mean? What, I, what don't know. I don't know, I don't I don't know what straight edge is, but I wanna I wanna check it out. Hold yeah. on, totally yeah. Wonder list, add it to the to-do list. Check out Edgeware. Bro, my to-do yeah, list. Right we just wrote a long, long blog post and we wrote an FAQ and everything. So yeah, you know, I think it, I think it's a fun, it's been taking up a lot of my time, um, but you know, I think it's something that's important to do. I think it's beautiful. I think it's stunning. I think I think you should be commended. And I think that like if you do this successfully, it will totally like negate any negative impacts of you like becoming a dictator in Cosmos governance. And like I guess yeah. I'll just forgive you for that transgression as long as you continue to like continue with the beneficial Byzantine behavior. See, that's that's BBB, baby. BBB, beneficial Byzantine behavior. Exactly. That's all that's all I'm saying. So so this is why I was explaining this entire thing to uh, Brian, and this is when he called me a blockchain populist. 
Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this fits less with populism though, because it's not like, I mean, it is effectively like you're pandering kind of, but it's not really that you're pandering. Like it's just ethical behavior. Like, yeah. Like it's like, it's like saying, Oh, you know, that guy's a populist because he stopped all the citizens from getting killed in the streets. It's like, Oh yeah, this is also, this is definitely like the people support him like a populist does, but it's probably just because they were getting killed in the streets. Not because, you know, <laughs> not because he yeah, just yeah. wants to support. I mean, you should read our. Yeah, you should read the blog post that we wrote. Um, I know I think it's a really well written blog post. Uh, I got help from other people on the nice. team. Crips Hobcroft. Uh, there's this anonymous guy named Moose who's helping out. Um, oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. So there's, there's there's some cool. Yeah, it's a fun. What happens fun if there's fun. a zero day vulnerability in your zero day fork? Who's gonna fix it? You guys got devs at all? Um. Yeah, so I so I've been learning. So what's been taking up a lot of my time is I've been learning a lot of substrate recently, uh, well, which is cool it. because yeah, it's good. I mean, I one of my goals, one of the reasons that you know this, you know, like I said, this is taking up a lot of time. But one of my justifications to myself is by I, I mean I've, I've been meaning to want to learn substrate for a long time. Anyways. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great way to convince yourself to do it. Yeah, yeah, and and because if I learn substrate, then I can take the good ideas that are in there because I'm sure they have a lot of good ideas and port them back into the Cosmos SDK. And that's really, yeah. you know. What, my, have you found any good ideas yet that are worth stealing? Um, I really like how in Substrate, I think they use like Rust macros to do this. But in the Cosmos SDK, we have like these like stores that you read and write to. Um, but there, they just have like variables and maps and like a kv store just to it looks like a map and it looks like it just feels like you're dealing with normal data structures when in reality the macros in the back are actually doing all of the okay all the changes that were made writing into the store but the, the ux is so much nicer because uh, the developer ux right it, because it's like oh i just feel it's like less, normal programming yeah it's less like using a library and more like just using the programming language as a normal thing exactly so that would i think that Keep in mind, I've but, only been working on substrate stuff for like two or three days, but sure. so far that's been like the main thing. Um, I I think that one of the cons is like I think the tooling is just not that great right now. Like I don't think really? like is that a function of Rust or a function of substrate? Substrate. I I think it's like you know I think with time it'll get there, but for now like, it's just like like what like what tool for example like the testing stuff or there's no wallets. What? Yeah. The only wallet I could find is like a web one, but it requires you to copy paste your mnemonic in to use it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's weird. Damn. Yep. Whack. So that's cool. That seems <laughs> super super worthwhile. That seems like a very like very worthwhile thing to do. Mm -hmm.